Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Conquer your New Year's resolutions with the Before Breakfast podcast. In each bite-sized daily episode, you'll learn how to make the most of your time with practical tools to help you feel less busy and get more done. Listen to Before Breakfast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Mini Questions, I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry, journalist and television host Jeremy Clarkson, editor-in-chief of InStyle magazine Laura Brown, and creative juggernaut Goldie. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Aaron Rodgers COVID-19 diagnosis saga continues. Jamie Lynn Spears opened up about threatening to file for emancipation as a teen. And we're talking with author and sex educator Gigi Engel about the ins and outs of open relationships. It's November 10th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shiloh Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. I probably don't even have to ask you this, Shiloh, but do you know who the sexiest man alive is? Oh, this year recording. You, you yep. know I know. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you want to tell the, the folks listening at home? It is the very beautiful and ageless Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's perfect. Usually I'm like, really? That's who, who they voted for? But Paul Rudd makes sense. I actually think it's so funny. Like, I mean, as you said, ageless, we all know he's ageless, mm-hmm. like a vampire. Yep. But our coworker, Jen, like said, they really missed the opportunity to make every sexiest man alive Paul Rudd, like Paul Rudd through the ages. Yeah, you know, like honestly. each page is a different Paul Rudd. And you would just be like, what year is this from? And you wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the hardest quiz known to man. <laughs> All right. So moving on, Aaron Rodgers and his fiance Shailene Woodley have spoken out about Aaron's COVID status following his comments on the Pat McAfee show on November 5th. That day, in regards to getting vaccinated, Aaron, who recently tested positive for COVID, said he wouldn't, quote, acquiesce to some woke culture or crazed group of individuals who say you have to do something. A few days later, he went on the show again saying, quote, I acknowledge that I made some comments that people might have felt were misleading. To anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility. Meanwhile, Shailene took to her Instagram story to defend Aaron from media stories that he'd broken quarantine to go get some coffee, claiming that the man in the photo's feet were much smaller than Aaron's. Yeah, so I have a lot of feelings about this. One is, it is Again, I've said this so many times, but it's free to be quiet. I mean, if you're going to be an anti-vaxxer or have some crazy opinion about COVID, some crazy wrong opinion, by the way, keep it to yourself. Like when you have this big platform, like that is very dangerous. Um, And then also Shailene Woodley, the foot comment. (laughs) Why? 
who, who asked for that and how is that any kind of explanation like it was weirdly sexual and it didn't need to be I don't understand it was. I, I think she had like a winky face or something in the story I think yeah. so also I am not calling Shailene Woodley an anti-vaxxer but I'll just say I wouldn't be surprised if she was one right I mean when you're engaged to someone who has such a different view on something this important it really makes you wonder where they stand Oh, and also, Shyla, I do want you to know, it, it doesn't end here. He also said that he does get COVID advice from Joe Rogan. Oh, you shouldn't get any kind of advice from Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so in other news, in her upcoming memoir, Jamie Lynn Spears reveals she threatened to file for emancipation when she was 16 and pregnant. According to an excerpt obtained by People magazine, she wrote, quote, there was a whole lot of fighting going on between everyone involved. My family and management pulled me out of school until they could figure out what to do next. They took my smartphone away, fearing the news would get out and insisted that no one share any information with anyone, especially the press. My daddy and I stopped speaking and the tension was terrible. Jamie Lynn went on to claim that her parents suggested abortion and also pushed her to give her baby up for adoption at a, quote, home for unwed mothers. Though she ultimately decided not to go through with the emancipation, she went so far as to instruct her lawyer to draw up a petition. I mean, none of this surprises me, and I'm sure it doesn't surprise you based on everything else we've heard, i.e. Britney. I mean, honestly, the thing that I took away from this first and foremost is that they acted like her managers and not her parents. Right, exactly. Which we know, which we already know that's how they function. But my God, just like taking away your smartphone, not talking to her, like trying to figure out how to handle the press. I'm like, oh my God, your 16-year-old daughter's pregnant and is probably feeling a lot of different things. Yeah, like they should have been giving advice that would help her make the best decision for her and not necessarily putting her career first. And it's sad that it came to the fact that she was like, I don't want to even be part of this family. Like, I don't like I want to be my own individual. I'm glad that she, I think, ultimately got some support and that that was no longer the case. But yeah, like you said, that's just we're seeing more and more stories come out about child stars and how they're treated. So this is shocking, but not shocking. All right. So moving on, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have been making headlines recently by speaking publicly about their open marriage, which got us to thinking about open marriages in general. So today we're talking with certified sex educator Gigi Engel about open relationships and how they work. Hi, Gigi. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So I don't know if you've been following celebrity news, but Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have recently started speaking publicly about their open marriage for the first time. And, you know, we're not going to speculate or weigh in on the dynamic of their specific relationship today, but we wanted to talk to an expert about open relationships and how they work in general. So first, would you mind giving our listeners a brief explanation of what an open relationship is? Sure. An open relationship is when two primary partners decide to open their relationship. Usually this means in a sexual sense, which means that the other partners are allowed to have sex with outside partners. And there's different dynamics as far as disclosing your sexual relationships with outside partners. It's very subjective on what the partner is, but basically it means that you're in a monogamous relationship that has opened up sexually. So it's not really monogamous, more of like a, it's an open relationship. (laughs) So how is an open relationship different from polyamory? Uh, Usually people who are open are in a dyadic partnership between two people and they are um, having sexual relationships outside of the primary partnership, but it's not usually romantic or dating. It can be and depends on this is again, there's lots of gray areas and like it can be very, uh, it's very, there's definitely the lines are not, are are not very hard. 
But polyamory usually means that a partnership is open to romantic relationships outside of the primary partnership. And this can happen either in a hierarchical structure where two partners are primary and they have secondary partners, or it can be in a non-hierarchical relationship where all partners are equal, which is usually where you see things like a triad, which is a three-person relationship, or a quad, which is four people. So I guess I'm curious, what are some of the usual reasons a couple might decide to have an open relationship? There are a lot of reasons. Um, Mostly, we have a society that raises monogamy as being the ultimate form of uh, commitment, but really human beings like aren't necessarily supposed to be sexually monogamous. So you can want love and want um, a a primary partnership while also wanting to have sex with other people. Honestly, there's just, there are so many hot people in the world. And like uh, Foucault (laughs) was the person who said that um, it's, it's just insanity that there's so many sexy people in the world and we can't really have sex with them. He didn't say it that way. That's how I'm going to put it though. (laughs) So it basically, it's about, it's about sexual variety and uh, and wanting to experience sexuality with other people. And it's, it's very healthy and normal. So can you talk a little bit about what some of the benefits are, like in addition to that, and maybe what some of the drawbacks might be? Sure. So as far as benefits go, there are a ton. So human beings like re- like tend to get into what's called a Coolidge effect. When you are ha- sexually monogamous with one person, you tend to get a little bit bored. Things can fall into a cycle, like a routine you can kind of lose that sexy spark. And so things stop being as interesting sexually and uh, opening yourself up to other sexual relationships can really strengthen your primary partnership because you start to become excited about your sexual relationship with your primary partner. Again, you get to experience other people. You get to bring back some of that oxytocin and dopamine that you first experienced when you were first with your partner and had all that new relationship energy. And it calls me very liberating. And paradoxically very bonding for the primary partnership because you get to experience what's called compersion, which is where you're excited for the other person to be having these wonderful experiences and you guys get to grow together in that in that way. So it can be very liberating. As far as um, drawbacks go, I mean, I think the obvious one is jealousy. Just because you're in a very healthy, open relationship doesn't mean that you're not going to experience jealousy. That's a human emotion. The, really the key to dealing with jealousy is acknowledging it, being able to acknowledge your partner's feelings and talk about it. The thing about open relationships is that people think that it's like this super, and polyamory as well. I think it's like a very, it's all very sexy and everybody's like banging each other all the time, but really it's like 99% talking and 1% sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for some people who have only been in monogamous relationships, something like being open might sound antithetical to what romantic relationship is supposed to be, like you mentioned. Do you get that a lot? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, people think that if you're in an open relationship, it must mean that there's something wrong with your relationship, that one person isn't happy. Usually, if it's a heterosexual relationship, people will assume that like the man asked for it. And so the woman is just going along with it. I have a couple of friends who are in relationships that are very happily open or very happily in triads. And um, there's like so much questioning around whether the male partner like pressured my friend into it. And she's like, not at all. Like it's, we, it's my idea, if anything. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's just not true. It's more like we are playing into these cultural sexual scripts that say that monogamy is the ultimate form of relationship status. But honestly, It wasn't until the agricultural revolution that we really started having monogamous relationships. It's not really natural to the human way. And a lot of people like aren't really designed to do monogamy. So it's more like breaking down these cultural scripts and understanding that like these narratives aren't real. The only reason that they're real are because we've decided they are as a society. It doesn't mean that they're true. 
All right. Well, we'll be right back with more from Gigi Angle. SheFit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm excited to be back with a new season of You and Me Both. You know, when we started this podcast, we were going through some tough times, and let's face it, we still are. But I am a firm believer we're stronger together. So please join me for more conversations with people who will make you think, make you laugh, and help us find a path forward. Listen to You and Me Both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Being a real estate agent isn't about listing houses. It's about connecting to people. I need to find new buyers every day. So I promote my listings using radio commercials from iHeartAdBuilder.com. Now every time I have an open house... It's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeart Ad Builder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Welcome back. We're talking with sex educator Gigi Angle about open relationships. Now, as you mentioned, there's a lot of communication that needs to be happening in order for an open relationship to work. So how would you suggest partners go about talking about this stuff with one another? If you want to have an open relationship and talk to your partner about it, I think there's a couple of rules that like need a couple of foundational things that need to be discussed first, which is that firstly, that you can't really have an open relationship as like a way to make your relationship better. Like if you're in a relationship that's rocky or there's been infidelity or anything like that, basically anything that's, um, that the relationship isn't super solid, you can't open the relationship. It will almost always lead to a breakup and, uh, both people have to be completely down for it. Like one person wanting to open the relationship and the other person not wanting to open the relationship is a recipe for disaster. So when it comes to bringing it up, I would always recommend having an outside person to facilitate this, like a couples therapist, a sex therapist, or a sex coach who like can help explain this and help you, you and your partner negotiate some of the boundaries. Cause if you've never done this before, it can be very, um, it's a very vulnerable time and it can be very, scary because for somebody who hasn't thought of this before, the person, the partner who they're having this information brought to them, it can be very jarring. But usually in a really good open dynamic, both people have like talked about it and are interested in it. For instance, like talking about like threesome fantasies or talking about like maybe even having a threesome. A threesome is actually a great place to start with open relationships because that's, you know, you both primary partners are involved and you can kind of see how the dynamic works. And that's definitely where I would start would be like discussing the possibility of having a third person in your sex life together. Then you guys can negotiate that together. So obviously you don't want to enter an open marriage if one person wants to be open and one doesn't. But how would, what would you say to, to the one person who does, who has a partner who doesn't want to be in it? 
or for now at least, is just coming to thinking about the idea for the first time? I mean, the thing to ask is like, how important is your primary relationship? Because and how open, how important is being open? Cause you have to, you have to make that distinction before you can really give any sort of guidance. If the person is an, like a person who doesn't want to be monogamous, it's not really going to be something that they can negotiate long-term because then they're, then they're being in a monogamous relationship when they don't want to be. And so both people's needs need to be negotiated. If that can happen within the relationship, if the other person could, the person who wants to open up is like, would rather stay in the relationship, you can negotiate from there. But if being open is extremely important to you, that's completely valid. It just might mean you have to do that without this partnership. So you have to make that decision. So finally, what would you say to any of our listeners who might be considering trying an open relationship or might want to learn more about it? If you want to learn more about it, I mean, there's plenty of writing by me, but there's plenty of stuff on like plenty of good stuff online. If you, even if you just Google, like how to have an open relationship, there's just everybody's writing about it. Now you'll find it in every major publication. We're becoming a very sex positive world little by little over here. Workshops are really great for this kind of thing. There's great workshops that are done through field. Their expert, Dr. Zana does like non-monogamy Zoom meetings where it's like a workshop and you can learn all about it and couples can come and like ask questions and she's really great. And also if you are thinking about opening your relationship, Uh, you have to consider what the dynamic of your relationship is currently. Like I had said before, like you have to be in a really solid open place emotionally, not necessarily sexually, because that (laughs) wouldn't be like, why would you be opening if you're already open? Because the thing about an open relationship is that a couple who is ready to open up a relationship will be in a place where they feel like they can talk to a partner about that. Usually if you are like, oh, I could never tell my partner about the fact that I want to be in an open relationship. That's probably a good indicator that you shouldn't be or that that person isn't going to be okay with it. And if you are considering opening, like this won't be feasible for every couple, but seeing a therapist who can help you navigate those boundaries and navigate your waters and like deal with some of those unpredictable emotions that are going to come up, that can be really helpful. Well, Gigi, seriously, thank you so much for answering all our questions today. Absolutely. It was so fun. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, you really shouldn't be taking any advice from Joe Rogan. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed coming to you daily. 